everyone, and welcome to Guiding Key, a Kingdom Hearts podcast where we play through the Kingdom Hearts games in chronological order. My name is Brian. And my name is Logan. On our last episode, we explored Wonderland and we explored the Deep Jungle. We got to meet Alice in Wonderland and we got to meet the Queen of Hearts and we got to help stop a very unfair trial. And then we got attacked by all the cards, searched through a couple unknown places, got to meet the Cheshire Cat, got to fight a giant weird paper mache cake boss. Moving on to the deep jungle, we got to meet Tarzan, Jane, got to meet Clayton, stopped him from trying to go after the gorillas, and then he became a weird, creepy, lizard, chameleon, heartless boss. So that was fun. On this episode, after our valiant triumph in the deep jungle, We'll be heading back to Traverse Town to regroup with the others, decide on our next best course of action. We'll be saving quite a few more puppies, which very exciting. Yeah. And then we're also going to be heading out to Olympus for a special tournament that we'll address when we get there. Upon our return to Traverse Town, we've now gained the ability to use red trinity symbols, which allow us to break a wall in the first district that actually takes us directly to the alleyway leading to where Leon is training in the sewers. As soon as we go through the broken wall leading to the sewers, we actually find a treasure chest containing puppies 4, 5, and 6, which is fantastic. Once we go and see the puppies, took a little detour to go visit Pongo and Perdita, they gave us a Kiraga G, which is a special gummy ship cockpit that we'll be using later on. Heading out of their house, we head through the blocked sewer entrance, use the red trinity symbol. It was kind of cool, kind of hilarious actually they Mm -hmm. all kind of stacked up on each other and just slammed headfirst into the bars like you need a symbol to be able to do that (laughs) okay broke the bars and then heading through we meet up with leon and Aerith, who tell us that every world basically has a keyhole that needs to be locked and on our adventures we're going to be seeing a lot more worlds because these are where the heartless are coming from and these are the connections that the heartless and their leaders are trying to make to take over everything with darkness Near the two of them, Leon and Aerith, we find a treasure chest with puppies 10, 11, and 12 inside. So we've already made a lot of puppy progress. This episode started off very strong. When we closed the keyhole in the jungle, there was an odd gummy piece that popped out before. We asked Leon if he knew what it might be, and he just goes quiet. Aerith suggested that we ask Sid, who explains that it's a navigation gummy meant to guide us to new worlds. So that's... Feels like that's going to be the consistent mechanic on how we find other mm-hmm. worlds and new areas to explore. Before we can use it, though, he asks us to deliver a book that he restored to the, quote, fire door in the third district, and then stop by the house in the same district and see him again. As we're going to leave Sid's shop, we hear the gizmo shop bells ringing. Upon opening the fire door, we enter a very large cavernous area with an old building on an island in the middle. It's dark. Stamp, it's mysterious, very low lighting, and there are shifting platforms in between our entrance and the building that sits in the middle of the water. Made it a little bit difficult to predict their movements because they moved at different speeds, but it was just a simple back and forth pattern. Once we get to the building, there's a very large crack in the wall that lets us inside where we meet Merlin. Merlin thanks us for the book and tells us to go back to see Sid in the small house. Merlin, of course, is an old mage that first appeared in the old Disney movie, The Sword in the Stone. He trained the young main character, Arthur, 
um, to help him become the next king. Yeah. After meeting Merlin, we head to the gizmo shop to check out those ringing bells, and a red trinity symbol on a wall nearby lets us break through and ring the bell again, shifting the picture at the opposite end of the district and the fountain. Ringing the bell three times in total exposes a keyhole in the fountain, and another armored knight appears. Mm -hmm. So that's fun. (laughs) Dude pops out of nowhere and he's like, hey, we're fighting now. I thought we were adventuring. Turns out we were wrong. (laughs) The knight at this point actually has phases during the fight. The previous knight that we fought was just a one and done deal. But this one, after you beat him once, he resurrects and then he gets all these weird spinning moves with his limbs and it makes it a lot more difficult to find any openings during combat. But... Of course, as all things go with our junior heroes, it's dead. Difficult, kind of, for me. Of course, not for Logan, because she is an experienced veteran (laughs) and Keyblade Master of the series. So, we closed that keyhole, went back to Sid's house, and found out that Maleficent has been using the Heartless for years, which, big shocker. Big shocker. (laughs) Wow, Maleficent, how could you? Mm, Such a tragedy. Afterwards, we get a warp drive for the gummy ship, which, fast travel, thank goodness, not having to fly through all these random mine and asteroid fields. Yeah, and... that, that was one of the worst things when I first started playing this game again. I was just like, are we really having to do this every single time? Every because then, in the second one, once you do it once, you're good. You're done. I am already looking forward to the second one. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's another thing what I, I don't like about the third one mm-hmm. is I think you have to do the same thing in the first one. Mm. But it's they don't let you warp drive, I don't think, unless you go to a save point and then you can just automatically just go there. So... This yeah. does not bode well for my <laughs> expectations for three. That's why this is... That's why the second one has always been my favorite and always will be my favorite. <laughs> the third one is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. I love the graphics. I love the different worlds that we can go to. Oh, yeah. A beautiful game. But just, mm-hmm. I wish Warp Drive was a thing. <laughs> Graphically speaking, it's gorgeous. Mechanically oh, yes. speaking, could use some work. Yes. It was a very easy game. I mm-hmm. played it in like two days and that was it. Mm-hmm. Very easy, so... I still haven't played the um, the uh, extended version that they came out with. They came oh. out with an extended version, and I haven't played it yet. Oh, wait. Was that the update where you can play as, like, other characters in the Final Fight? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Still haven't played gotcha. it. And I think it adds a little bit more story to something. I'm not sure, but hmm. I still haven't played it because I haven't bought it yet because money. <laughs> <laughs> well, once we get to that point, we'll have to make sure we cover that mm-hmm. as well. So after we've gotten the warp drive, Chip or Dale, still not completely clear on which one is which, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, tells us to travel to Olympus because there's a new tournament starting there and there's a warp hole near there, so it'll be a perfect time to try out our warp drive. Which I get really excited about the tournaments on Olympus. Those are always fun, just a good chance to kind of wail on some enemies and get some good satisfactory action in. Mm-hmm. Once we arrive on Olympus, we speak with Phil and enter the tournament called Phil's Cup. Which, a little bit of an ego naming a cup after himself, but of course. It's he's the Phil. one. Huh? It's Phil. It's it's Phil. That's true. He is the one who trained Hercules to become the hero that he was. He also so. 
in Greek mythology, he also trained someone else. Um, or not in Greek mythology. Or I. Feel yeah, it's Greek. It is Greek mythology, but I don't even know if he was a real person in mythology. I don't know. In the movie, he says he trained someone else. Achilles. Oh, he is. They had a a statue of him there. They had a statue of him there. And then Phil flicks his heel and he crumbles to dust. Philosities, I guess is what is really. Philosities the satyr. Philosities. Okay. Um, he trained Hercules, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to know who he trained. So it says that Phil's presence seems to be a confusion with the myth of Chiron, the immortal centaur that gained his wish from Zeus to teach forever. As Phil states that he trained Achilles and Jason of the Argonauts, who were both disciples of Chiron. He also says that he trained Odysseus, Perseus, Theseus, and a lot of other Eoseas. Perseus sounds... Um, Perseus is who Percy Jackson is named after. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, it is, he is. So, um, Philosities um, was... I think it's Philoctetes. Philoctetes. Okay. Philoctetes was the son of King Poeus in Greek mythology, a Greek hero who participated in the Trojan War. Um, and um, he uh, he had worn the tainted shirt of Nessius, who gave him insufferable pain. He then proceeded to build his own funeral pyre, but no one would light it up. Um, wow. In the end, he stepped up and lit the fire himself, thus gaining the defy... Uh, the, thus gaining the hero's favor. Before his death, Heracles offered him his fabled bow and poison arrows as a gift. He was also one of the suitors of Helen, the princess of Sparta. Um, so... It... I think they... They... Disney just... Messed it all up because of the Heracles thing. And then, um... Hera sent a venomous snake to punish him. For helping Heracles because they wanted to find Heracles, but he didn't give them the location. Hmm. And then he captured Troy. It's all very... Who, Phil captured Troy? Yes, it looks like it. When the Greeks captured Helenus, the Trojan seer... He was forced to tell them that in order to capture Troy, one of the requirements was to retrieve the bow and arrows of Heracles, which were in Phil's possession. Mm-hmm. Odysseus and a few men returned to Lem- 
Limnos, thinking the man would have died by now. However, they found him alive, and Odysseus devised a plan to trick him out of his bow and arrows. Um, yeah. Well. It, the real Phil has a really tragic backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did just... I guess used an easier name, I guess, that mm-hmm. they could lean off of. Yeah. So. I mean, they kind of Disney-fied the story. Just they like did. they've done with a couple other tales. Yeah. I, even though Hercules is a real Greek mythology story, let's. Yeah. I can kind of understand why Phil is so aggressive and kind of sour. Mm-hmm. Based on that backstory, he's been treated like crap. Yeah. Um. So I think they like birth and early life of Hercules. Although he was seen as the champion of the weak and a great protector, Hercules' pers- Hercules's personal problems started at birth. Hera sent down two witches to prevent the birth. Oh, Hera is his mother in Disney. Phil. No. Phil's mother. This is Hercules' mom. Hercules' mother. Okay. Um, because Hera and Zeus had all the Greek gods, mm-hmm. um, minus Zeus's two brothers, Poseidon and Hades, obviously, because mm-hmm. um, the three big Greek gods are Zeus, Hades, and Poseidon. Um, you hardly ever see Poseidon in the Hercules movie anyway. Mm-hmm. Um... So they did really Disneyfy the story of Hercules for sure. Mm-hmm. When it says in the first line of Hercules's birth and early life that Hercules's personal problem started at birth, Hera sent two witches to prevent the birth, but they were tricked by one of the servants and sent to another room. Hera then sent serpents to kill him in his cradle, but Hercules strangled them both. Mm. In one what? version of the myth, that's kind of um, funny mm-hmm. that they have that. Or he's uh, he's like strangling the two, um, whoever Hades' servants um, are. It's um, pain and pain and panic. Pain and panic. Their names are okay. pain and panic in Hercules. So yeah, that's funny that that's mentioned because there was that one part where they had turned into snakes while. Hercules was still a baby, and mm-hmm. then he was strangling both of them and then just tossed them aside. Mm-hmm. Um, Hercules' actual parents from Greek... Hercules is actually Roman. Really? For the Greek divine hero from which Hercules was adapted, see Her- Heracles... So, okay. So Hercules is a this Greek is adaptation of Heracles. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Well, Greek and Roman <laughs> mythology. Because Roman mythology seems like it's basically a carbon copy of Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, but just with different names and stuff like that with Jupiter and... Poseidon, those are the two same gods, but they both have two different names. And they Mm -hmm. both had the same powers. They're just 
but they're not two different people. From what I'm going to go into another Disney topic, uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are technically Disney now because Disney bought the books and they're making their own TV show out of it mm-hmm. on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Anyway, um, they have another series or Rick Riordan wrote another series on the uh, Roman gods mm-hmm. and how they did that was the the Greek gods went down to earth mm-hmm. and said that they are their different names in Roman and that's how um, they basically went around and had kids with humans mm-hmm. just like how in the Percy Jackson series happened mm-hmm. um, but when they go to camp Half-Blood they always say that, oh, my name, my, I don't know who my father is, blah, blah, blah. And the main character, his name is Jason. And I believe his dad is Jupiter, which is Poseidon. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. Yeah, we're kind of doing a deep dive on the lore here. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, okay. I love um, Greek, Greek mythology. mythology. Yep. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, Jason Grace is the... He says, I am the son of Jupiter. I'm a child of Rome. Yeah, Jason Grace was a Roman demigod, the son of Jupiter, and the mortal Beryl Grace, and the younger brother of Thalia Grace. And Jupiter, I believe, is... No, he's Zeus. Hmm. I thought Jupiter was always... No, it's Neptune that's beside him. Hmm. That Derp. makes sense. Thanks, SpongeBob. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So it looks like Hercules in this was the son of Zeus. And, um... Alcmene? Or Alcmena, which was the wife of I don't even know this that Roman names are so hard. Um Let me see. Yeah, it looks like she was was she immortal? It looks like Okay. So Thebes is Greece, Greek. Mm-hmm. But she's part of the Roman stuff. I'm very confused. So they mixed up the whole Greek and Roman mythology in Hercules completely. So it looks like Hercules is basically the carbon copy of Heracles it's just two different it, it's the same story just told in the two different um two different mythologies yes okay um she was Hercules' real mother was exiled I think she was married and then Zeus came down because it doesn't go into much detail on why or how he was 
<clears throat> conceived. Yeah, it doesn't go into much detail on how Hercules was there, but from what it looks like is they did Disney-fy it a lot because in the Disney movie, he is the son of Hera and Zeus, and um, Hades wanted to get back at Zeus, and so he stole her, he had Panic and Pain steal Hercules from his cradle or his crib or whatever and bring him down and try to kill him um with poison and <clears throat> um they weren't able to because he strangles both of them mm -hmm. but he becomes mortal with superhuman strength basically like godlike strength mm -hmm. and um his mortal parents his adoptive parents find him and raise him but then he's like growing up with all these difficulties and stuff like that but in here it looks like his mother um was human and his father was zeus and they and hera was not happy mm -hmm. obviously um so she tried to send two snakes to go and kill Hercules, and it didn't work because he strangled both of them. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of comparisons back and forth with it. Um, so, yeah. That's all I know. I'm sorry, I had to figure out what... Because I wanted to know who Phil was. Because I'm pretty sure he was a real person, and he was. Or in mythology. Talking real people in mythology. Um, That's all good. I like the history. Mm -hmm. I like Greek mythology as well. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. I love Greek mythology. Thanks, Percy Jackson. Thanks, Rick Riordan. Anyway, we were talking about Phil. Yes. We started talking about Phil and then we dove down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Once we arrive... Did I already talk about the Phil's Cup? Yeah, and how conceited he was. Yes. Okay. And that's why we went down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. So going into Phil's Cup, we face off against a slew of enemies that we've seen before, albeit in greater numbers and in varying combinations, including certain parts of the Armored Knight. During certain waves, we fought his feet, and during certain waves, we fought his arms, and then before one of the final waves, it was just the head and the body of the knight. I liked I'm trying to figure out how I want to word this. I liked being able to go through all these different waves of varying enemies. I feel like this game does a really good job. Well, I feel like I've already said that in previous episodes. I like the waves of enemies that they throw at us because it gives us different opportunities to try different fighting tactics and different magic combinations to see which works best because obviously they've got different elemental affinities and sometimes you'll do a ton of damage with a blizzard spell to all the red ones and then it does hardly anything to the blue ones so you kind of got to switch things up and it keeps you on your toes it's good also teaches you how to properly handle waves of enemies which is going to be a consistent thing as the game moves on because they're just going to throw more 
more enemies at you in larger numbers, and they're also going to be a lot harder to fight, as we've seen moving forward with the next episode. So armed with new magics like Cure, which is healing, and Arrow, which is basically a windshield, a hard-fought battle ensues, and we came out victorious. Not going to lie, there were a couple moments of panic, though. It was very easy to get overwhelmed if you're not paying attention to pretty much the entire battlefield. Upon completion of Phil's Cup, Victory rewards us with new magic, the power of gravity, which that'll become extremely useful in the future because all of the spells we've had thus far just do a flat amount of damage, whereas gravity actually does a percentage of damage. It's been very good to use against some of the larger enemies because it, on average, it's been kind of cutting their health in half which that would require a lot more flat damage if you were just using basic spells. So that's been really good. That pretty much wraps up everything that we did between Traverse Town and Olympus for now. As we leave Olympus, we see that there is a mysterious war pole near Olympus, which I believe Chip or Dale already told us about. And heading off from there, it looks like our next stop is actually going to be Agrabah. Home hey. of Aladdin, Genie, and a bunch of other just fun, familiar characters. Aladdin was definitely one of my favorite movies growing up, for sure. Mm-hmm. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to check us out on Facebook. And also, give us your most honest, positive review possible, because it really helps us out. Share the podcast with your friends, anybody that likes listening to these types of Video game podcasts. Yeah. Yep. Share it with your friends, family. Tell your dog. Tell your cat. Tell everyone. Because even if your pets may not understand it, they'll still enjoy that you're enjoying it, which is great. (laughs) So, thanks again for stopping by. Hope you guys have an awesome day. And we'll see you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye.